check. Hello, hi, it's me, Denzel. And it's Charles. It looks like Chet is running away from the Federales in Mexico. <laughs> After he went to LA, he decided to embark on a jewel heist and he stole a bunch of crown jewels or whatever with the jet pack or some shit. And he absconded to Mexico with Nikki and they're like a real regular Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> and now um, the highwaymen are chasing them. And they've got nowhere to go except lovely, lovely Mexico. And the U.S.'s relationship with Mexico right now is kind of uh, tenuous. Not, so, yeah. So yeah, I he's don't, brown. Yeah. He's I, ambiguously brown. That might not be a good idea. Yeah, dog. I mean, he can he might be able to stay in Mexico for the rest of his life under yeah. an assumed name, <laughs> like uh, whatever the Spanish word for brown is. <laughs> Chet that word. <laughs> uh, yeah. He asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said, well, I can't. I'm going to a, Mex uh, a wedding in Mexico. He just said, all right, you're lost, and look who's losing now, Chet. <laughs> you're on the run, and I'm sick at, in my apartment with Charles. So it looks so like he's the real winner. Yeah. I hope you're in Ziwadneho or some other beach town having a fantastic time. Uh, no, that's not true. Or is it? Let's leave it hanging mysteriously. Discover this. Discover the truth yourselves. Yeah, uh, this is officially an ARG podcast <laughs> where you need to solve this mystery uh, while I sleep. <laughs> Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. This week we're talking uh, Overlord, the movie, Mortal Engines, the movie, and not the book, uh, Avengers Endgame, and Game of Thrones, the. The, the movie and show, respectively. Yeah, the movie and show, respectively. I mean, I don't think there's an Avengers Endgame comic, is there? There is not. Okay, good. So they're not doing the weird tie-in shit that they always do in comics. Yeah, that was a that was a good call. God damn. Yeah, that's that's always fucking lame. Like uh, apparently, Suicide Squad had a tie-in comic that led up to why Batman was on top of Joker's car or something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, they do they do do those. I mean. Every every MCU movie has had like a a Marvel pre like a Marvel Universe prelude comic where it's basically just retelling the last movie that came out, and that then sucks. like some and they're always fucking terrible. Like the Civil War prelude was just uh, recapping Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier with like a little bit of lead in into like why they were in that mission in Lagos in the first place. And like they just, they do that shit every time where it's like, uh, like the infinity war one was like Ragnarok and I think that was it. It was basically just Ragnarok and a little bit of black Panther stuff leading directly into the beginning scene of infinity war. Yeah. They're bad and they're like obvious money grabs. Yeah. I mean, who's really buying in tie in comics these days? People are hardly buying comics as it yeah, is. Right. So whatever. It's kind uh, of a last ditch thing, I imagine. <laughs> Maybe this will be a good entry point for people who want to get into the comics. Let's tell them the same shit that they already know. <laughs> what they should be doing is on their sites, they should be like releasing trade paperbacks and like different compendiums of their best stories yeah. about like shit that's happened. I think when they run into a lot with that is how, especially with the MCU is how big a difference there is. Like, I think they, 
try to release oh yeah you're right like uh the most the most recent age of ultron comic the one he's on the cover and he's gold and there's a time traveling wolverine thing going on they run into the issue where they don't want to promote stuff that doesn't feature the mcu characters but because the comics still include like the x-men and fantastic four characters are like well we're not going to promote the fox properties because that doesn't benefit us at all so they kind of run into these wedges because marvel's all probably more so definitely more so than dc marvel does a lot of crossovers they do like a crossover event every year and as a result they have all these even though like most of the for a while they were like kind of really downplaying the fantastic fantastic four like they had canceled the book altogether the characters were gone the x-men characters had a had like a less prominence because they were trying to promote mostly the um, MCU stuff, but eventually, like we got to use these characters. There's, our industry is failing. We have to use these characters to keep people interested. But then that then they can't really promote the comics to the film going audience because Wolverine's on every fucking team in that universe. So then you run into like the issue of like, oh, are we promoting our direct competitors? Which I guess isn't an issue now because yeah, now Disney's an entertainment monopoly. Yep, hooray monopolies! And I'm surprised. Uh, Fox only sold. Hold on, it was seven billion or seventy-one billion. Seventy-one. Oh, all right, never mind. And it's everything except for sports and Fox News because Rupert Murdoch loves having direct control over Fox News. Oh, weird. Uh, who would have known? <laughs> well, anyway, moving forward with the show, uh, let's start with Game of Thrones. Uh, so you told me via text that you don't like watching it. I have seen exactly as of. Uh, this weekend, I've seen exactly four episodes of Game of Thrones. I've seen the first three episodes of season one and The Long Night. The first three episodes was when you found out that you weren't fucking with it or what? Yeah. I oh. was like, Cause I don't give anything three episodes just okay. to see if it'll like grab me. And it didn't. So I stopped watching. I was like, this person I was seeing at the time was get, just getting into it. And she was like, we should watch this. I'm like, cool, whatever. I'll watch it. And then I <laughs> did. And I didn't like it. And it was so I like haven't watched it. I have HBO and my dad's just my dad marathoned all of it and has been watching it, you know, watching the last season. Uh, I think that show is effectively a Ren fair with better <laughs> graphics and sex and violence. And even then only slightly better graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what was pro- advertised is probably the biggest one they're going to like the biggest <laughs> scene they're going to do. I was like, yo, why do those horses look so bad when they're running? Yeah. Where they, they should get just... a, Why did they composite these shots of horses running instead of just having a group of horses running? Yeah. They should have just gotten the cover of Old Town Road and animated the <laughs> legs on the horses. You just multiply that. Whatever. That's basically all they fucking did. <laughs> I was like, man, this is this is HBO's biggest show. This is the amount of <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can you can get a bunch of horses. You can train them. You can just hire people who can ride horses. Yeah. So, uh, God, the problem that I have is like for a TV show, it looked really good. Yeah. For a movie, it looked bad. Yeah. It didn't look as good as a movie does. But like, what can you expect? You can't expect them to drop like a hundred million on a yeah. single episode or whatever. And they should have, but. <laughs> It's, I mean, it was fine, not to be like the world's biggest hater or whatever, but I think the show, ultimately, I didn't think the show was very good to begin with. Mm -hmm. I thought literally that it was just sex and violence and people liked it because it was like edgy or whatever and people were mean on the show and the characters like killed each other with impunity and that was kind of like, I get the draw, yeah, but 
at a certain point you it becomes gimmicky and you kind of run out of stuff yeah and light spoilers here fast forward about 30 40 seconds or something if you don't want to hear this but i feel like the show dropped the consequences for the characters in night that never ends or whatever the yeah fuck it's called. it did seem like the last i mean having only not being invested in it and having only seen this episode i do i recognize the characters just because of pop culture so i know who some of the characters are but there were like several moments where main characters were like mobbed yeah and then just like saved right away yeah i think it happened to brienne twice yeah that she just got like mobbed by whites and then someone saved her and then she was fine so it's like what did the why did you build this up culturally so much but like none there's like no consequences for the main characters yeah i mean throughout the series you see people get consequences and like i would have expected somebody one of the main characters who was getting mobbed to go out like that dude did in Shaun of the dead Mm. where their torso gets ripped in half and like you see their entrails and their spine (laughs) and shit like i was expecting that kind of yeah but in reality you didn't get any of that the show um i guess spoilers over yeah. Uh, or I guess light spoilers again if you're uh, just finding out about the show. But I lost interest immediately as soon as I found out that the White Walkers were zombies. Yeah, I was like, this is fucking lame. Oh, cool. You have a guy who's effectively the hive mind for the zombies. Fuck. That's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, you have all the imagination in the world and what you go with is fucking zombies. Yeah. And, okay, granted, fuck, I could go on forever about this. I think zombies are played the fuck out. They're definitely played out. It's a weird direction to go in and, like, really stick to at this point in pop culture. Like, we get it. There are other interesting ways that you could handle a dude who's magic. Like, you can do more with magic than raise the dead yeah oh cool you've got one guy who can see the future who got pitched out of a window and sat next to a tree a tree or something for, for like I, six seasons and he then, sat next to a fucking tree uh, there was that uh lady who magicked all those swords on fire oh yeah that was pretty neat yeah that was a cool scene um i didn't I mean, I expected a lot more and I granted I get it uh in order to save money what you do is you put things in the dark so it doesn't have to look as good. Yeah. You can do fewer rendering passes because the light isn't like volumetric or whatever. And yeah. it's not bouncing off of every strand of hair, yeah. much like the old town road cover, <laughs> which is actually a really beautiful shot. Of it's a, a horse. very good looking horse. Yeah, dude. So if I'll, I'll make that the cover art this time <laughs> because I really like that cover. It's, it's a really neat cover. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, ultimately I think game of Thrones is, I don't want to say it's like, bad or anything but i think it's one of the most like overrated shows that i've ever fucking seen in my life because i don't i i don't understand why people like it Uh, yeah it didn't catch it didn't grab like i said it didn't grab me at all in the beginning i was like how did this take off so because i don't i don't have a refined media palette i enjoy dumb stuff I enjoy middle of the road things here and there that there's stuff that I can glom, like, you know, grab onto. Yeah. It just didn't grab me. And every time I've like tried to understand, like I've talked to me about why they're into it and no one's really given nobody's ever like there's, it's such a robust world. Yeah. And like the writing is so fantastic. I think that the writing is like at best. All right. Yeah. Granted, like I'm not a writer, I guess. 
I've written a script, which was fucking terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I I don't think that uh, the show is very good. Now, aesthetically, the reason why I watched every fucking episode of the show is because it's well made. Yeah, there's a difference between good and well made. Like yeah. the set design, fucking say magnifique. The costume, costume design, design is solid. Oh my god, it looks so good. It look like the show, like the practicality of the show. Yeah. looks so fucking good. The CG stuff. Leaves more to be desired, but the yeah, show it's in still general, at the end of the day a television show. Yeah, even exactly. if it is premium, premium cable television show. Yeah, but considering that uh, everyone I know is using somebody else's HBO Go account to watch it, <laughs> yeah, they're not raking it in probably like they were twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, but nobody is really. Yeah, and I'm sure the amount of subscriptions that they have when Game of Thrones it, is on is it probably it, it, shoots through the roof. Yeah, it they need up. another show for that network. Yeah, I mean, they've got. Because I'm watching it through Amazon, through my Prime, I just added it to my Prime Video subscription, and so every time I watch something on HBO, I have to watch a two-minute ad for all of their upcoming projects. Yeah. And there's stuff that's that I'm personally interested in, but that I don't think is really going to grab people in the same way Game of Thrones did. Yeah, like I don't think the Watchmen series is going to uh, do well. Talk about a nostalgia grab. Yeah. Oh, cool. You guys really liked this movie ten years ago. And then the Dark Knight came out, and you guys really loved that. Let's just recycle those ideas. Dark and gritty comic books. Let's do it. <laughs> Give me a fucking Starman show, bro. Give me the shadow. You can do a lot of shit with the shadows, yeah. shadow power that will look good when it's cheap. I don't know. You can do a lot of things for HBO. I, something. It's not going to hit off like that. I mean, the, the Amazon Prime, according to somebody that I spoke to, let's call them Fuzzy Slippers because... Let's be honest, it's third-party information from yeah. a source that I can't I can't really verify. Yeah. But apparently, Amazon gave a billion dollars for a single season of a show. Wild. It's uh, Lord of the Rings related. I mean, and if it, any company can afford it, it's, it's Amazon. Amazon. But they don't show a billion dollars. If they do like a 12-episode season or a 10-episode season, dog, I would be so curious to see what it comes out like. It better be banging. It, yeah, absolutely. For a billion dollars. You could hire every writer, every poet laureate in the planet. Yeah, that's more than the movies made. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not on DVD. A lot of people bought those yeah, DVDs. Because they were extended editions. I, yeah, my yeah. father owns two different versions of the extended <laughs> editions because we have the DVD because that's how old that franchise is now, which is weird to think about. But we bought him the DVDs for one birthday and then we bought him the Blu-ray set for another Talk birthday. about a lazy gift. It's real easy. <laughs> hey, Dad, thanks for letting me stay here for no rent. Uh, here's the franchise you like, but higher definition than the last time I bought it oh for you. Oh, my God. With at least 20 more hours of special features. This time you get Peter Jackson yelling at the camera <laughs> about why he didn't make a billion dollars and why he can't get work in Hollywood anymore. Here's that same deleted scene, or here's that same extended uh, camera footage of when Vigo Mortensen actually broke his foot cooking that helmet. Oh. And Jesus. they kept it in. Oh. Jesus. You got to capture that anguish, dog, however you can get it. Yeah, absolutely. It would be fucked up if they decided, yo, this ain't good enough. We need another take, Can you do dog. that again? He's like, no, I actually broke my foot. <laughs> I think something's well, actually wrong. Break the other one. Use yeah, you, the other foot. You got two foot. You got yeah. two feet. Come on. What are you doing? Think about the team. This is for the team, Vigo. <laughs> Look, you got you to gotta put the work in now because in 10 years, you're going to say the N-word during an interview and you really got to. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, when he was promoting a Green Book. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. one, they, were, they were like talking about race and uh, 
Mahershala Ali was someone that asked someone of the press that like asked some race race related question, uh, which was appropriate for the subject matter of the film. But he was just like talking and just like there's a black dude next to him, just not saying anything. And then he like I can't even remember the context now. I, just, I remember when it happened, but I can't remember exactly how he got to it. But yeah. like he says the N word during this press, like this press event, and just the room goes silent. <laughs> and he's just trying to like walk it back, I guess. And like, you know, kind of explain the context he was using it. But it was like, yeah. we know the context, dog, but come on. Yeah, it's like the the locker room goes quiet scene or yeah. like the lunchroom goes quiet scene. Yeah, in a fucking high school drama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway, moving, or I guess my final thoughts on Game of Thrones is like, the shit's okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to watch, the craziest thing about media so far in my lifetime is there have been so few things that look as good as I want them to and also are exactly what I'm looking for story-wise and like acting and like the situational stuff. I think, and I'm not bullshitting here because I didn't really have any expectations for it uh, aside from what I saw in the trailers, but Speed Racer is one of those movies that hits on both levels. You're like, this is aesthetically right on the mo- on the money and also like it works like plot wise acting wise i'm on board yeah exactly and the other show i guess that would hit the same uh, maybe it would be like episode uh or season one episode six through season two ending of blacklist yeah that show was my shit for a minute like that was perfect for me because it was about conspiracies it was about cops mm-hmm. and like part of me still loves watching that shit i mean i watch scooby-doo still yeah and i, f- I fucking love scooby-doo dude i, I love it i i'm wearing scooby-doo underwear right now that's a little insight <laughs> into my life because i'm literally wearing scooby-doo boxes right now hell yeah but uh it, I mean, we could do a whole episode just on Scooby Doo. Yeah, absolutely. That shit's great. We'll, have to, we'll put that in the yeah. Put the, that in the in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the lapel pocket. Stash it. Move it on for another another day. Yeah. Moving forward, going on to the latest Peter Jackson film, I think, Mortal Engines. Yes. That movie, I'll say off rip, way better than I expected it to be. For yeah, real. it looked like literally nothing. And from the trail, from like the first trailers, absolutely. When it was just like that giant, that like weird big bus being chased by a cart city sized other vehicle, and I was that's like, exactly what, what it was. Is happening. It was, it, and why is there no? Is there plot? Is anyone? Does people talk in this movie? What is this? And why haven't I seen another trailer since? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess they focus tested it to death, but the movie in itself like the story and the plot and the characters are all ripped out of whatever factory teen novels teen dramas are yeah. yeah so it's got the same elements as uh the hunger games the divergent maze hunter like all those movies yeah. it's got the same shit so there's like an unstoppable monster that uh that wants to kill the main character there's a main character who's a loner that doesn't get along with anybody there's the main character's love interest who almost dies at one point i don't think there's a love triangle ever which is cool but there's the evil father that's in it there's the the daughter who hates her evil father it's a movie full of tropes but reskinned so if we were talking loot boxes here i would say <laughs> this is a purple loot box 
So you get the good skin. Yeah. Like, it looks really cool. Uh, the dressing around it is really cool. But it's the same old shit. It's still shit. effectively meaningless and doesn't affect the gameplay at all. Exactly. Exactly. But at least it's entertaining and as what it is. Yeah. Exactly. So imagine you unlock this fucking precious uh, purple Winston skin. It's not gold, mind you, but it's precious purple. Mm. And you're like, God damn, P. Jack, Peter Jackson, yep. for long. Uh, you do a really fucking, you know visuals. Him and Guillermo del Toro are probably tied for my Just favorite. understanding visual language in a way that is unparalleled, really. Yeah. Aside from each other. Yeah, exactly. It's impressive what they do. There are a lot of elements in this movie that I really super fuck with heavy. Yeah. And it's verging. Literally, the show is basically live action anime. And it's got the gruff main character who, I mean, in a shonen, it would just be a little boy. But in this instance, it's a little girl, so it's not shoji or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called. Uh, it's this girl is like an orphan and at the beginning of the movie spoilers for this movie by the way if you plan on watching it, it came out six should, months ago it's fine You'll yeah be all right. absolutely absolutely we're good if you were it, this main character at the beginning of the movie uh tries to assassinate the person that she's been trying to kill the entire movie and like what's really cool is that if she had managed to kill that person the rest of the plot would have never happened done yeah and i was just like yo that's good framing i do like that much like thor though in infinity war that is not end game but much like thor she didn't go for the fucking head yeah and he lived and like he lived in the movie way where he gets stabbed in the gut and is just yeah, like, like running around just fine. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's barely a scratch, dog. Fuck you. Fuck you, child. That's where everything that's important is. Yeah. yeah. The only reason there's not bones around it is because we have to walk up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the movie itself isn't so bad. Like the teen dramas are mostly inoffensive. Yeah. Unless if you're talking about something like Twilight, which is honestly just not good it's uh weird fiction written by a mormon yeah and it's very cheap like this yeah it didn't kick off the teen drama phase but like young adult novels do have a formulaic element to them yeah absolutely and somebody copped the rights to this and they were like let's try to make something let's see what's good let's sit on this until we can attach somebody who can do this visually they're definitely worse choices than peter fucking jackson yeah absolutely this movie, visually, like, the cities look cool. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. And I would say it's absolutely worth taking a look at. I'll check it out. I wouldn't say that it's bad enough to be on the bright scale, but there are bad things about it. Mm. So, for instance, the beginning of the movie, the character, the main character is talking to the future love interest and he tells her his background. And she was just like, what do you think we're going to do? We're not going to share uh, sad stories here. And literally like five minutes later, she's telling a sad story about yeah, her. that's like, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, you're not subverting anything. You're just pretending to subvert it. Yeah, Because exactly. people know the trope. And then you're like, well, now they know each other. And not only does she do it once, she does it twice. And it's because like, it's a, it's a movie. It's like a book can like space that out a little bit but a movie only gets 90 minutes or so so like you kind of have to that movie was two fucking hours dog bring let me give me an 87 minute we've gone off on this before yeah give me 87 minutes let's go the fuck home like let's yeah absolutely some of those scenes weren't necessary you could have driven the point home in less minutes yeah 
But aesthetically, I think the movie looks really cool, especially towards the end where they use their special beam cannon to destroy this wall. Effectively, the movie is about class warfare. Yeah. There are predator cities, which is the giant one that you saw gotcha. in the ad. And then there are small towns, which like live day to day on the shit that they can find and all that stuff. They're like scavengers or whatever. Like moving like caravans and shit. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And this happened after, of course, there was an apocalypse. Mm. And this special weapon ended, like, started and ended a war in 60 seconds because it was so powerful of a weapon. Yeah. And what do you know? The bad guy finds the weapon or he he manages to reappropriate it so it's not a bomb anymore. It's just a laser beam. And I think that laser beam is fucking bitching. (laughs) It looks so cool. Well, when it's shot and then the effects after it's shot, it's super fucking cool looking. They did a great job with that. The city being on fire, too, makes for a really good visual. It's, It's like stunning it's really fucking good dope but ultimately the movie is just another teen movie yeah not to make a pun or anything (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i mean there there we go that's it i'll check it out i'll watch anything that at least looks cool yeah it looks super cool the acting is fine uh robert sheehan is in it he's one of the dudes from uh What's it, Umbrella Academy? Yeah. He's the dude who gets a time travel box and then goes back in time to Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, so he's in it. But what I'm slowly realizing about him is he just plays the same dude and everything. He's yeah, the same. I mean, I've only seen like one episode of Misfits. I haven't mean to he watch it. He plays the same dude. He's the same dude. He just doesn't have a goatee in it. Yeah. <laughs> he's very frantic. He's uh, jittery or whatever. Look, if you, ha- if you got a thing, you stick to it. Kira Knightley knows that she's real good between... The year 1500 and the year 1900. That's, <laughs> that's her wheelhouse is that. Put in any other situation, pretty one-dimensional. But yeah. you got to know where your wheelhouse is. Yeah, that's fair. He needs to space out his work, though. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't feel right giving that advice, actually, because if you space out your work too much, then you're just suddenly just, not working. Yeah, you're just not working anymore because people forget you. Yeah. That's such a weird career to have. Yeah. Like, you'll be on for like seven to ten years. And then just suddenly. Yeah, nobody will ever heard of you. And, I mean, I guess I I would work seven to ten years and then just disappear off the face of yeah. the fucking planet. That's cool. If you could, I mean, not very many people who get into entertainment get to have anonymity back. So yeah, absolutely. If you can, like, be in the spotlight for a while but then be able to, like, pull back and be smart with your money so you still have it. Yeah, that would be the dream, right? Like, you act in a few things. Nobody knows really you. Especially if it's, like, in your 20s. Just like have like a really kicking uh, acting career in your twenties, and like around twenty nine, thirty, it slows down, and then you can just like pull back and just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really chill. It'd be super chill. Again, sorry at home, I'm very sick, and we're this episode's probably going to be a little bit shorter than usual. Yeah. Next week we'll do the questions from this week, and then we'll go from there. The last thing that I do want to say about Mortal Engines is that it's very close to steampunk. Which I know is 100% not your shit. Yes, absolutely. But it's colonial steampunk. Okay. Steampunk in the industrial era. No, that's a lie. Yeah, I guess that works. They would upgrade their outfits and then upgrade the technology. I don't know. It's it's coal-run machines rather than steam. Yeah, it's not enough to fucking bother you. Yeah. And the ending of the movie is ambiguous enough to where you don't know if there's going to be a sequel, but chances are, like... They let themselves space. Yeah, exactly. But it, there's a definitive ending, yeah, for sure. Which is ideal, especially in film, because 
it's always a real bummer when someone's like, yo, yeah, this is where we're going next. And then the movie fucking flops. And they're like, nah, you're never going there. The funniest part about the movie is the story is effectively this group of people from Britain want to gentrify the Asian neighborhood on the planet. And there's just like death, the wasteland and shit that they're driving around their city in. And they create the giant laser to break down the walls to the Asian neighborhood. And <laughs> at the end of the movie, they do end up gentrifying it. They kill like a third of the citizens, maybe a half of the citizens. And then the people on the city itself just get to move in. So it begged the question, like, why didn't they just fucking ask in the right. first place? That seems like a weird conceit where, okay, you guys blew up the fucking city. Of course, we're going to let you live here. Yeah. It, what our other options are, you fire that fucking laser again. Yeah. And then no one gets to live here. So let's meet in the middle. <laughs> Overlord is a world war two movie. About you fucking guessed it, zombies. Right. Hitler's zombies. And I will say that even though it's zombies, it, uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's, I was okay with this rendition of zombies because, I mean, it's on a small scale, I guess, and that's what matters. And there was, uh, well, I don't know if the scale even matters. I don't like zombies, period. And the movie, I was just, I knew it was zombies going in, yeah. but I was interested in seeing where it went because I had heard positive things about it. So. I decided to peep it, and the movie was delightful. Yeah, it's like a horror th- thriller movie, kind of mostly action, and it turns out exactly how you'd expect. It's World War II. The movie starts out like a cliche, and you already know. I wish there was a TV trope for this, where it's a subversion subversion. Where it's like, oh, we're going to subvert your expectations by subverting your expectations. <laughs> it's two levels deep. Yeah, it's. It's exactly that. And the movie plays out as if nobody had seen the trailer and known there were zombies. So for a good portion of it, I want to say like the first like 15 to 20 minutes, it pretends like the zombies are a big fucking mystery. But in the trailer, the the zombies were plastered all over it. Yeah. That's a real man. film marketing, like mo- like modern film marketing really takes away from like. I'm trying to think of an example of a movie that was able like to hide something like that without the trailers or like any of the other marketing fucking spoiling it out the gate. Yeah. I'll try to think of one while you're talking. Nobody, nobody's done it in years. Yeah. It's been at least a decade. Yeah. I mean, I guess Quentin Tarantino movies because I think his company edits those anyway. Yeah. But his movies have sucked for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Get at me. I think Quentin Tarantino's fucking overrated. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He was about to fucking release a four-hour cut of uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight Hours. I got a news alert for that shit yesterday, I think. He's like, do we need that movie to be longer? No, because we know how the fuck it ends. Yeah. What could possibly happen during that movie that would make it worth another two hours? And just, I don't know, Kurt Russell gets to say the N-word some more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a recording of every character <laughs> saying the N-word. Just over and over and over yeah. again. And Sam Jackson just being cool with it. <laughs> He's like, I was paid millions for this, so whatever. I don't even know if that's true. Because my bet is that Quentin Tarantino movies work for scale. Yeah. So and didn't he defend like the Weinstein's or some shit? He I don't I don't know that he did, but I wouldn't be surprised. It, Tarantino's always been on some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's he's slated to direct like 
an actually normal property. I can't remember what it was. He was slated to direct Star Trek. Boo. Yeah, well, it's not it's not in production anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I think that, I think I do remember something about that falling through. Like Yeah. But that like uh, I've always thought Quentin Tarantino's movies like thinking about it, they kind of hit the same nerve as Game of Thrones does. Yeah. Gratuitous violence, lots of sex, and really hardly any story. The writing's not any good. People don't fucking talk like that. Yeah. I uh, guess he's not known for his conversation com- conversational realism yeah it's how what's how many references like how can i flex all the stuff the weird insular stuff about film that i know through these characters yeah yeah that's like all that 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 uh opening reservoir dog scene is is just like hey here are some thoughts that i director quentin tarantino have about films (laughs) and just but i'm gonna have 10 dudes say it instead yeah yeah and like shout outs to him he managed to get popular off of it i don't whatever anyway this is not about yeah. quentin tarantino the only thing that reminds me of quentin tarantino from overlord is the title cards yeah they're stylized they just do a single layover text and it's got the film company logo right at the bottom of it and it starts exactly how you would think it would start it's world war Two dudes sucking their own dicks about how tight they are and then the movie ensues from there the set design, costume design, that stuff. There's nothing really special about any of it. We've all seen World War II stuff. Yeah, exactly. I would say the zombies look cool, but they don't. They just look like zombies. There's this part that was in the trailer where they turn one of their friends into a zombie. And I was just like, yo, this that part of the movie is actually super sick. And there are a few other parts of the movie that are really good. The movie's well made. It's a fun watch. I recommend watching it, despite the fact that there are zombies in it. Yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm wholly anti-zombie 100% of the time, but I think it's a lame thing to it's add a, in the It seems like an easy like movie shorthand for like how can we have a bunch of violence and not get an X rating? Yeah. Or like what's, what's something that we don't have to be ambiguously like there's no ambiguity about whether or not this needs to be stopped. Like there's no gray area with zombies. It's like zombies are bad. We have to kill zombies. Yeah. You can just have consequence free violence without having to think about it. Like if you're fighting other people, there's stuff you have to consider. Like what brought us to this point? Like that's another shorthand that they use. They, they're Nazis with zombies. Yeah. So you don't ever have to feel bad, which about- has been our trope for like, since world war two yeah shout out to doom well there aren't they aren't zombies in doom they're demons right uh yeah it's um wolfenstein, wolfenstein. yeah yeah they're the same game so it's, it's <laughs> the original ones are the same game yeah it's literally the same engine just where you fight metal hitler instead of metal demons fair enough yeah i would say check out overlord it, check out both uh, mortal engines and overlord don't check out game of thrones that show is I mean, aesthetically, it's cool, but it's not worth spending like, the, like 150 hours yeah. of your life on. If you're not already on the train, don't try to get on at the last stop. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, fuck that. And finally, we're moving to Avengers Endgame. The yes, Endgame of Endgame. Yep. Uh, End of an era. There are going to be light spoilers here, not we'll deep do light. cut spoilers about the movie. I think 
off rip uh if you've sat through all the movies like charles and i have and done commentaries for all of them you have no choice but to see them yeah and see it i think i would have seen it either way but i wouldn't have gone opening weekend yeah i went monday at 10 5 a.m and the theater was fucking crowded was it yeah it was right after i got back from mexico uh, not hiding Chet or anything, you know what I mean. Not hiding that dude or wink, helping wink, him wink, find wink. place up. Just in case you're, just yeah. case you're link uh, listening. Yeah, just in case the feds are listening. I didn't hide him in Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> and no, I'm not snitching on him so I can steal the rest of the money that's in my apartment. <laughs> I think the movie is. I think it's a good closing to that franchise, and I think that it's good fan service. You get almost everything a fan could want, unless yeah. if you're a fan of Vision. <laughs> or all 30 of us <laughs> yeah yeah uh i think it stuck the landing i think it does end what they've been doing up to this point you're right it's fan service top to bottom like from the jump it's just hey what are things that you want to see as someone who's been watching this franchise and specifically the first 20 minutes like who's what do you want to see having watched infinity war and been waiting a year to see endgame they give it to you yeah and then from that point on it's just like here's what you want like what you would want to see based on the stuff like the breadcrumbs that we've left you and here's the stuff that maybe we don't have time to we didn't have time to do in the individual movies but because this movie's three goddamn hours long we can pack a bunch of and as someone who was into it the whole time it did still feel long yeah absolutely not in the same way infinity war did where i feel like there was definitely some trimming. I mean, there was definitely... You could trim a lot from this fucking probably, movie. Probably, we could lose half an hour off in-game. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need to have that scene with John Russo or whoever the fuck it is. Yeah, Joe, um, who always puts himself in the movies. Yeah, you don't You don't need that scene at all. Yeah. Was anybody crying in the screening you went to? I didn't hear anyone crying. Okay. I, I went on. I went the first showing Friday morning. Okay. Uh, with my dad. He works from home, and I had Friday off. So we went and saw it. And the, it was still decently full it wasn't like packed my dad lives in otai there's no one really around uh-huh. so it wasn't it's it wasn't going to be full friday night let alone Must friday during the day balling ass theater it's dope the the funniest part about otai is that they have a bunch of cool shit but nobody no one lives around lives so there. i think the theater is the only thing in that mall that's like really doing well because shit keeps closing oh good. like there's an hem that's doing well and the best buy is fine and then the movie theaters <laughs> nice and there's a cheesecake factory but i don't know the cheesecake cheesecake factories are both never full and never empty yeah fair enough and you never seem to see people walk into them yeah it's just like sometimes you'll see way too large a group of people standing outside waiting for their button to go off and then that's it <laughs> yeah yeah but none of them have closed so fair enough but uh i didn't hear anyone crying i did get choked up at the end oh pussy it got me it got me man really it was a lot at once that's what i think it was what it was it was a lot at once the thing that i thought was wild corny about the ending of it was how they siloed off the groups of people like they were still in their own movies and shit yeah i was like what the fuck are you doing why not have everybody standing as one big crowd and then they focus on one kid who was there who wasn't peter parker and i have no idea who that was was it that kid from, from Iron Man 3? Oh, where he gives him the glove? Yeah. Oh, how'd you know? I recognize the actor. Oh, good for you. He's just, I mean, he's seven years older now, so. Yeah, okay. He's 17 instead of nine, so. What a cool Easter egg. I wonder if he's going to become the new Iron Man. <laughs> I, 
that's not really a spoiler. No. You see Harley at the end of the film. His yeah. name's Harley Keener. Uh, it's not important to know, but my brain held on to it. <laughs> there was a woman who was crying throughout the film that was seated next to me. Throughout like, the film? Yeah. She, she was doing the silent crying where she's like, <laughs> that's annoying as fuck. It's yeah. a Monday morning. Get it together. She had started crying the second that that opening scene had ended. And I was just like, Lord, okay. Uh, that scene? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess if you have so little going on. on. Yeah, as soon as the opening sequence ended, she started sniffling real hard. And she had like a big bag of popcorn, too, that she was eating throughout the movie. This is my least favorite part about going to the movies. And this is why I go when nobody else goes. Yeah. It's people playing with rappers yeah. for way too fucking long. The dude right next to me about halfway through the film was opening candy. Like, you know, you get movie theater candy and it's in a box, but it's also in a bag. This dude could not figure that shit out in the dark. I, I was, it went on, it was probably only realistically like a minute, but in the moment I was like, dude, you, I almost took it from him and opened it for him. I was like, <laughs> dog, you need to figure this shit out. <laughs> Stuff is happening. And I need you to stop. And there was a, there's this woman that was in my theater and it seemed like it lasted for fucking ever, but she was playing with the rapper from her candy. She'd gotten one of those like troughs that they give you no. the one with the popcorn, the soda and the little box of candy yeah. or whatever. And so normally you, you hear it anyway, but you like people try to pretend like they're being quiet with it yeah. and they like slowly go into the bag and like all that shit or whatever. She wasn't even trying. She just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fucking, uh, and she was fuck. going hard on the popcorn too. This wasn't the lady sitting next to me, but it was somebody nearby. Like I like to sit on the sides of the theater. Yeah. I do the same thing. So I was sitting literally in the furthest back corner and that was because that's what was available to me. And I, uh, I was listening to the, where I was watching the movie, but I was also watching this woman play with her bag of candy because she was enthralled, man. She was way into the movie and she, it was like, she was the only person in the theater and she just kept trying to open up the candy. And then she finally gets it open. And then of course, every time she goes into the you just bag, hear that hand hit plastic. Yep. And it's rummage around to grab whatever candy she's eating. Exactly. And then back it, out. Pour it, it out. In the fucking you got a box. Thing. Yeah, dude. What are you doing? But she didn't do that. She and then her kids started doing it like 20 minutes later into Dope. the movie. Dope. The woman next to me, though, in between like her silent sobs, was stuffing popcorn into her mouth. She was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, Jesus, like, like I get that. What this- kind of life do you live where one minute four minutes <laughs> into a movie where people punch each other for most of it and what well, not even it's a lot of talking and then some punching and then back to more talking yeah where you're like this side character hit so hard that waterworks start immediately and yeah. never let up yeah i felt bad for this character narratively but it was like, and I read afterwards, the only reason that scene's not in Infinity War is because they ran out of, they ran, literally just ran out of time. Oh, fair enough. Because that's when it would have fit. Yeah, it would have just been right at the end of the movie. Yeah, and that character is not in any other films except for the Avengers movie, so. Yeah. Or he's in uh, Thor, isn't he? 
in a they that was a reshoot that they tacked onto. The, oh, fair. Because if you notice, and we think we talked about it in the commentary, he does not interact directly with any character. He's never on screen as anybody else. I mean, I, like I said, to see it Friday in the middle of the day at a theater that no one goes to. Yeah, but I would love to see it with like maybe five other people and take a drink because now that I've seen it, I don't have to worry about when I go to the bathroom. That's another thing. The movie's fucking three hours long, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time like yo like i i want to like go piss right now but the scenes change really frequently yeah and and they're short but it's mostly talking and that shit sucks yeah but it's and it's always because it's moving around so much if you miss like just from only having seen it once i feel like there's not much where you can there's like maybe one scene i can think of that you could miss that's like funny but it's not that funny there are some scenes that you'll miss when you go to the bathroom but you can basically go to the bathroom anytime yeah you're not gonna miss like a cool fight you might miss like a little bit of action but there was literally mostly talking they yeah. did a lot of work to like resolve storylines and like give people their happy endings and then the ones that got one yeah i mean i would even call i think everyone gets an ending yeah which is good oh I was, god the part with the fucking one of the stones that lady next to me was oh fuck like, i bet she was on the edge of bawling if the opening scene got her then yeah. yeah that one's oh my god yeah yep yep yeah you'll know what we're talking about yeah. when you go see the movie we don't want to do spoilers right now because like why uh, yeah, i mean movie the movie just, just came, came out. out we can do spoilers or something next week or two yeah. weeks from now statistically most of you are going to see it, especially if you're on the Patreon and you listen to us talk about the other 21 films. Yeah. the Another problem that I had was uh, was how Captain Marvel kind of just dipped for most of the movie. Yeah. And she was just like, well, a lot of pro- planets are having problems. Uh, yours is one of And then how did she know to come back at the end? They very strategically keep her out of conflicts, of certain conflicts, until the big one. I would recommend this movie. I think it's worth. See- I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, and I don't know if it'll be as impressive on home media. So if you're going to see it, see it and catch theater. it in the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Even if only for like the last act. And also, like the whole movie, I would say it's mostly. When I say it's mostly talking, I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's not. It's fan service, and it's mostly talking, and you can get exactly what you want if you are into those two things. Yeah, it's it's tying it's tying everything up and you can't tie all those plot points together with fists and i think this movie is probably the only one in the series where you will have have to have seen the other ones in order to understand more so than even infinity war yeah Yeah. you have to have seen at least five other movies before you can get into this one yeah mostly phase three joints yeah and yeah, there, there are because we're not doing spoilers. There's a lot here that's being left unsaid. Yeah, and I, I would ultimately say that this movie is very middling for me. Yeah, I thought it was all right. So it was not a masterpiece of film by any means. I think it it was the where are they now dot jpeg uh, yeah jump in the air freeze frame movie. Yeah, that, that's. That's Don't you forget about just imagine that? Yeah, <laughs> but as the a movie, movie. Yeah. But super, as a superhero movie, 
Yeah, the end of the Breakfast Club, but superheroes. Absolutely. So I, that's exactly what I would say. Like, that's really about it. I mean, go see it if you've seen the other ones, but don't watch it if you haven't because a lot it's of it's not, not going it. to make sense. Yeah. And again, this is probably the only movie in any of it that's like that. Yeah, that you really can't watch standalone and yeah. really get any. I can't imagine have, not knowing anything and seeing Endgame and enjoying it at all. I mean, you'll you'll get a good resolution for like Hawkeye. Yeah, I think that's the only par- character that's got a through line in the movie that begins and ends in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody else is just carrying baggage from the other movies. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you're it, going to see it, see it in theaters. It's going to be the best version of that experience you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. provided that you don't have a shitty audience. Yeah, but fuck, fuck it. You don't have to see it. Okay, so that's that's going to conclude this episode. Yeah, this um, man needs some sleep. Real nerd hours. JPEG or OFC or whatever. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening to this week. Sorry, no questions. We'll uh, get to the questions next week. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll hit up Chet and see when he's coming back. Chet, if you're listening to this, just, you know what? Tell me tell me when you're headed back. Because... Uh, when you dodge the fuzz, just go ahead and... Yeah, I mean... You know, oh, I mean back in Canada. I don't mean America, because you're... Oh, no. Canada will extradite you. Yeah, they've got an extradition policy. So, maybe just meet me in Panama. Panama City. <laughs> don't... don't. You know what? I'll just text you. Maybe the, the feds are listening. <laughs> Uh, we don't want the feds to know where we're going to meet Guatemala. Uh, yeah. So just, yeah, check your text messages and feds don't read my text messages. I know you can, <laughs> but I'm telling you now don't. And if you do, that's illegal and you'll go to jail. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to this week's edition of real nerd hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Charles. And uh, you can check out our social media information on realnerdhours.com. And you can support the show on patreon.com slash realnerdhours. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next Thursday. Hopefully, I won't be sick then. <laughs> Peace. Bye.